This week's episode of The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Menagerie. Enjoy free shipping on some sexy men's lingerie when you use the promo code MANHORE at buymenagerie.com. That's B-Y-M-E-N-A-G-E-R-I-E dot com. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the stranded sluts on Lonely Islands. This is Billy Persida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to the show if you're new. And, you know, welcome back if you're not. I am your host, comedian Billy Persida. If this is your first time over here at the podcast, typically I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex and dating and orgies and love. However, this week's guest is not one of my uh, past hookups. No, uh, this week I have got the very funny Dan Soder. Very funny comedian. You may have seen his Comedy Central one-hour special. You may recognize him from uh, Guy Code or Guy Court. Super funny dude, and I can't wait to share him with you all in a bit. But first, show dates, people. Yes, okay, tonight, February 22nd, I'm in Philadelphia. Hey, Philly, what's up? Uh, tonight, I've got a couple shows. I'm going to be at the Good Good Comedy Theater at 8.30. It's a show where I think they're going to smoke up all the comedians except for one, and then the audience has to guess which comedian is the sober one, right? And then I'm doing a free stand-up comedy show at Milk Boy South Street at 9.30. Hope to see y'all Philly whores there. Then this Sunday, back in New York City, February 26th, I am at Comedy Fight Club, over at Lovecraft Bar on the Lower East Side, that's at 10 p.m., I'll be doing a roast battle against some Asian guy I don't really know. Should be fun. Uh, Alex Engelbert, past guest of the podcast and current roommate, she's also doing a roast battle. You can check that out. Then March 9th, I'm at QED in Astoria. March 13th, uh, doing free comedy in Brooklyn at Freddy's Bar. For more information on those show dates and more, head on over to manhorpod.com slash comedy. And while you're over at the website, make sure you sign up for the mailing list, people. That's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest Manhore podcast news. It's also how you get entered into sex toy giveaways and things like that. I send out a newsletter every month uh, with lots of things you may not even hear on the podcast, whether they be stories or thoughts about love and my relationship. There's things on there you're going to read that you're never going to hear on the show. So make sure you sign up for that mailing list. Yeah, I, I, I gave a shout out to the, the Stranded Sluts on Lonely Islands. You know, it made me think of uh, Penny, previous guest of the podcast. She lives on a very tiny island, you know, down south here in the States. And, uh, you know, there's not many people. It's the type of island where the, the population's so small, there's like three guys on Tinder and you've already fucked two of them. It's got to be uh, difficult to get some good old-fashioned casual sex down there. And Jake emails me saying, you know, he's a big fan of the show, lives on the Isle of Man, and that, uh, <laughs> and that hooking up is quite difficult for him. Not necessarily because, like, he doesn't know how to talk to women, just because it's fucking nobody on the island. I mean, the island, so, so Isle of Man is, as I've learned through Google searches, because I'm a dumb American, is, uh, it's in the United Kingdom. It's, like, right next to England. I think it's close enough that he actually can match on Tinder with women who don't even live on his fucking island. 
How depressing is that? You meet, you match with someone, they seem great, you got a lot of chemistry, she's super cute, she's like, come on over here and fuck me. But now you got like, you got to take a ferry. I know what that's like. I'm not going to go to Staten Island. It's got to be, so I look up Isle of Man and it's like populations like 86,000 people. It's difficult. I mean, the capital is a place called Douglas. Douglas isn't even the name of a town on the island. It's just Douglas's house. That's where they do the town hall meetings. You know, it's got to suck to be in a, in a very small place where there aren't personal ads. It's like personal ad singular. Each week in the paper, it's just like that. That's the person looking the fuck that week. So I feel bad for you, Jake. I'm sorry. And if there's anyone else living on the Isle of Man, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. You know, maybe I can link y'all two together. What's fun about my the podcast stats is that they give you a breakdown by country, like how many downloads you get per country. So obviously, like my big countries are the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia. What up? But, uh, you know, I can also see these other tiny, smaller countries where there's not like a lot of downloads. Uh, which is fine and understandable countries that, uh, but you know, so there are these countries where I've got like hundreds of downloads, which averages out to like, I don't know, two or three people that who maybe listen to this podcast. I would love to hear from those people. Cause when I heard from Jake, I was like, Oh, so that's the person from the Isle of man downloading the podcast. That's like the one person. So, you know, I want to, I want to hear from, uh, Jamaica. If you live in Jamaica and you listen to this show, shoot me an email. I want to hear from you. I want to know you exist. I want to know uh, that those downloads are from a real person. Now, I mentioned the Patreon page. Now, one, one of my favorite rewards that I offer on my Patreon page is 60 seconds of airtime. I will read whatever the fuck you want. If you want to make certain words come out of my face... That is a reward at the $20 level. It can be anything from a favorite passage of yours, gibberish, sincerely held religious beliefs, or you can make me profess my love for you. I will say whatever words you put in front of me for up to 60 seconds. There's a, a lovely couple who uh, they have pledged together. They go by the A-team. They have given me some thoughts uh, that they would like to share. I want to say that the following is not personally endorsed by the Billy Presida or the Man Whore podcast, uh, but God damn it, you know, they earned the right uh, to have this airtime. Look, there are many established abbreviations, NSFW, DP, BJ, BDSM, etc., but we don't think they cover the full spectrum of things you need to say. So we're bringing you new terms we've coined. You've heard of WTF, but we've created WTFE, which stands for who the fuck else? As in WTFE, can you talk to about so much of this stuff? We often use it when talking to each other about the lifestyle, but also with lifestyle friends when we're talking about lifestyle activities or thoughts. Because who else can you talk with about these things? Your mother? I think not. WTFE, thank you, the A-team, for, uh, for those thoughts. And if you would like to make me read a marriage proposal, your latest slam poetry, or make me calmly read the lyrics to a Megan Trainer song, head on over to manwhorepod.com, click the Patreon banner on the side, and make a level four pledge today. Now for this week's guest, Dan Soder. Dan Soder is a, a hilarious comedian. I've known him for years. 
Really funny dude. You've seen him on TV. He's been on the late night shows. He's had a one hour special and a half hour special on Comedy Central. You've seen him on uh, Guy Code and Guy Court. And I sat down and, and, t- and chatted with him about a variety of topics. Uh, Dan is sober. So we definitely discussed the difference between his sober dating life and his past drunk dating life. We also discuss a very exclusive dating app for celebrities, as well as what it's like really to date a comedian and really what's required of an individual who dates one of us severely damaged people. So let's go ahead and get to my guest, Dan Soder. Let's do it. Let's talk. Oh, shit. Let's talk love. Well, how how does it feel that your love life is the topic of fake news? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't believe someone would actually sit down and write it or, or as much as it just reads like um, a computer wrote it. It it reads like um, it was like fill in the blank, like a um, Mad Lib. Like right. they just took that and they were like, just put Dan Soder and then change out some of the facts and we can just, but then some of it was right. Yeah. Professionally, mm-hmm. personally, <laughs> couldn't be farther off. <laughs> I found I found the like a uh, this new I just typed in Dan Soder dating on the train ride because I assume that's a popular Google search and sure. is the number one result was this like weird fake news bloggy type post yeah about you like being on being single now and paparazzi following you which is it's here's the thing is it almost amplifies the the polar opposite of me <laughs> and the story was like i was dating an actress that's from where i'm from in colorado from aurora which not true at all uh i haven't lived in aurora since i was 17 uh-huh. and then it said that i moved east to just focus my career on stand-up and i'm like no i've only done stand-up i've only started acting in the last three four years so what like what the fuck I just thought it was hilarious. It's really funny. It's so weird. But I, I like that someone thought we need to get a Dan Soder dating thing because that's going to be such a popular Google search. Because at the bottom, it's all those like weird fake news stories that they try to get you to click on yeah, for, like, for ad dollars. Yeah. It's always like um, Susan Boyle is gorgeous. Wait till you see her. And then you're like, they try to get you to click. And you're like, oh, it's not. That's just all advertisements. It's like, oh, look what Jennifer Hudson looks like now. But it's a picture of Gabourey Sidibe. Yes. Perfect. Or they do the reverse of that, where yeah, they're yeah. like, Gabrace is the most gorgeous person in the world now. And you're like, I almost clicked. <laughs> nice try getting me to almost click. Well, then then the number three result yeah. on Google for Dan Soder dating after your Twitter was uh, another like one of those weird article bio sites. And you know, Dan Soder is a very talented personality, great sense of humor, accurate. Okay. But then it goes into, uh, but he has not revealed anything about his dating life there is also no confirmation about his sexual orientation that either dan is straight or gay or homosexual Soder's current relational status is also unknown and then goes into how you're not married but maybe dan is looking for perfect time to get married or he might be looking or searching for a perfect spouse to spend his rest of his life this does seem like a computer wrote it but in a different language and then they retranslate it to english it's um, so strange. That it's also <laughs> hilarious. Do you know how out of my way I would have to go in stand-up comedy to keep my sexual orientation a guess? <laughs> like most, you watch any of my, I talk about either uh, being broken up with, breaking up with a girl, but it's always like, yeah, I broke up with a girl, and you're like, oh, okay, well, he just said it right there. Apparently just, enough people are in the crowd be like, 
Was it a girl? Yeah. Nice beard. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good time as much as I need to say. I'm uh, sitting right now with very funny comedian Dan Soder. Thanks. Um, You've seen him on Conan, Comedy True. Central's The Half Hour, also, <laughs> uh, which is apparently your show, according yeah. to the, the which, news piece. Well, here's the thing that they fucked up on that fake news story. They said they gave me, Comedy Central gave me my own show after rating Sword on Guy Code, which they did. I came in as a as a stop. I came in as a replacement for Julian McCullough. But um, they said they gave me my own show, and then they're like, The Half Hour. I'm like, yeah, but if you would have just waited three, they actually did give me my own hour. Yeah. So you could have been right if you would have just aimed at it. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a long way of me also saying I have an hour out. <laughs> You're like half hour. I'm like also an hour. <laughs> I did a full one. Well, uh, you are you are dating a gal now, right? Yes, I am dating a very lovely girl. And that's fresh. Yeah. It's it's three months. It's about t- uh, two and a half months. Okay. Where where did we meet this one? Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. Do we like the Bumble over Tinder? Were you on both? I've I've only done. Uh, I assume you have a lot of. Uh, you've we talked about apps a lot at, uh-huh. uh, on this podcast, but I did Raya and then I did uh, Bumble. What is Raya? It's a dating app for Jared Freed called it <laughs> Illuminati Tinder, and that's the wait, best way. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like famous people Tinder. What, it's how, like famous people and rich people and so good you have looking to be like people. Verified. You have to apply. Okay. And it's a very strict. I don't know if it's strict anymore. I did it. Um, when was it? It's August of 2015. September of 2015. Okay. I applied, and then in October, or it was October, and then I, I met a girl, uh, and we dated for seven months. So was and was that. she a celebrity or just no, super no, rich? No, no. Uh, she was wealthy. She was very wealthy. Okay. She came in like the she, you know, hung in that kind of wealth wealthy scene. Uh, but we really got along. She's super funny. She was incredibly smart and gorgeous. So it was like one of those things. But it was just not. I have a bit about it, but it's all that's the truth is is that we were just from two different worlds, and I don't think it was ever going to exist. My my schedule, the way my life is. Just didn't match up. Doesn't match up with all the galas she has to attend. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, you know. Trying if, to wear a hoodie yeah, to a nice I, event. Queens of the Stone Age t-shirts are not always <laughs> looked. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. But, you know, wish her the best. She's a good person. Yeah. So I, have a, I got a really good bit out of it. So there you go. Can't argue there. Yeah, I hope she doesn't take offense to the bit. I don't think she will. I never write bits about ex girlfriends like trying to be mean. I just try to get I I try to write bits that get the shit out of me, like what's bothering me. I just try to be funny about the shit that. So it's always like my own insecurities. I think if a girl dates a comedian and they write a joke about her. It's not trying to be mean. Most of the time, it's trying to figure out your own shit inside you. And it's not even always about like her. I mean. You go on stage. Well, here's the you... truth is like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the truth is, is that I had this other joke about haunted houses and I couldn't get it in just into my act regularly. And then I broke up with her and I had this real thing about us breaking up. And then I was like, oh, I can link this to this and I can link this joke to it. And then it mm-hmm. becomes this fucking eight minute bit. And you're like, well, it it kills. I love it. I love doing it. I think it's funny. I'm adding stuff to it. And uh, yeah, and then my manager saw me do the bit, and I'm doing a Netflix half hour special coming up. Huh. I don't know if I'm. A, I think I can announce that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
he saw that bit and he's like, "Ooh, has she seen it?" And I was like, "No, is it? It's not mean." And he's like, "Well, it's not mean, but it's you know, it's a bit about her." And you're like, "Yeah." So I just, yeah, that's what you worry about as a comic when you're but, dating. But I mean, sometimes like though, yeah, that ten minute chunk could be about that could be amalgamation of like five different ex girlfriends. Completely, yeah. and that actually it is. There's like, uh, there's it's actually an amalgam, and I never remember that word. And I don't Amal- even know how to say amalgamation. It, amalgamation. I only remember it because comic books. There was like the amalgam universe or something amalgam- from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. The, it's an amalgamation of three girls mm-hmm. three girls that i dated but it's like under the guise of it's a wealthy girl so then you just you know i know this is really breaking the fourth wall for all you comedy <laughs> fans well no i mean it really <laughs> is like that is how you write a longer chunk is it's got to for me at least it's got to go together yeah like how 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 many minutes can you really write on a two-month relationship yeah uh, it, was like, it was seven no. it was seven uh, um <laughs> what's funny is we broke up and got back together and i had uh, part of the joke already and she was like a big fan of it she's like I think it's hilarious yeah. she had a great sense of humor so that I don't know so that's what it's like I hope her sense of humor is, is stronger than her pride and she's not like when the Netflix thing comes out like what the fuck did you, did you ever have doing a bit about like an, a current or an ex-girlfriend just go horribly wrong once they saw it <sighs> like freakouts? my ex that I was with my ex, um, the girlfriend before the wealthy girl we were together a long time and she watched my hour special on Comedy Central and I had a, I didn't say anything mean about her though, mm. but she was still kind of weird. She, as soon as someone like, hears something that's about them, they automatically get, Ugh. well, what they do is I think they think the whole room knows. They think the whole world knows. So they think everyone's looking at them like, why did, what did you do to write this bit? But that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. I think most people understand that it's like based on a tiny bit of reality and then it's all humor. Right. Well, tell me more about Raya. What was the application process like? Do you have to submit like clips? I mean, what? Yeah, you got to give them a Conan. You got to give them. Um, no, what happened was I. Uh, you apply. You give them your Instagram name. You give them your. They look you up on Twitter, and uh-huh. they you have like references. My references were Michael Che and Amy Schumer, two of my friends. So that was. A good two references down. <laughs> and also, I think, I don't want to blow up their spots, but it, yeah, well, Che blew it up in page six. Uh, but both of them were on it. There was a lot of comics on it. Like right. a lot of like, you know, we'd I'd sit there on, uh, my cousin got on it. She's a, she's a writer in LA. So it's weird because it's like, they vet their process, but everyone on there is very attractive. There's a lot of attractive people on there. And a lot of... Um, but then there's a lot of like rich girls and rich guys and it's you know it's like i don't i just didn't like it i i i met that one girl we dated for 7 months i messaged with a couple other girls mm-hmm. and then i was like i want a real person i want a real person that like lives a real life and in a sense of like maybe isn't into the entertainment business and maybe uh isn't wealthy and goes to galas the and fucking shit like that florist yes Something totally outside one. of what you... Yeah. And I totally found one. And I, I went on Bumble and I just didn't go on any dates. In the, it's the same exact thing that happened on Riot. Uh, her and I matched. We started messaging. Uh-huh. She was funny. She was smart immediately. I could go back and forth with her. And it was just easy. And, it, and you know, I think she agrees. It just kind of grew like a, out of that. It's not like a comic or anything. No. Right? Great sense of humor, though. She makes me laugh. Right. That's very important right. to me. I found that out through the years. I'm 33 now. So I, I, when I was younger, how old are you? 
27. So when I was 27, it was still like, I want to find the perfect woman. I want to find the, like, she's got, my heart's got to be singing all the time. Everything's got to be great. I got to want her all the time. I have to, you know, it was unfair because I was lacking the humanity of what a relationship is where you like, you're looking for, I'm at 33 now. Like, I want a partner now. I want someone that like, the girl I'm dating is gorgeous and I'm very attracted to her. But more importantly, it just time flies by when we're hanging out because it's super easy. And I've been in relationships where the girl is smoking hot and the sex is unbelievable and it crawls. But the date is the time forever. crawls and that sucks. <laughs> and that sucks because that will fade. Beauty and sex will fade. And at the at the core of it is... You well, I think with sex you learn new ways to become attracted to each other mm. to keep that going. But I think it's it it can't be the linchpin of the relationship. And I've learning that in my thirties. Now I'm like, okay, who do I just want to like be best friends with? Like who do I want? That, that's corny, but it's kind of true in a way. Like who do I just want to fucking kick it with all the time? Yeah, I feel like the best first dates for me are the ones like where we're almost like improvising. The whole time, like yeah. it's just like joke, 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 joke. Oh, those are great. Those are those are amazing first yeah, dates because then you're like you're fun. You're having fun. Yeah, but for me, every fun, every funny chick I end up on a date with ends up just having no heart or soul. Yeah, that's where it gets tough. That's mm-hmm. where it gets tough. I think that was um, part of my problem with the wealthy girl is I think she learned how to put up some pretty serious walls, but she was funny, and so I was like, "This is great," yeah. and then you <laughs> slam into a wall, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, yeah. This is the ones who uh, emotionally disconnect. Yeah, which I'm pretty fucking good at myself, so I can't yeah. really criticize. Well, you don't. You still don't drink, right? Uh, no, it'll be four years in March. And did that? Do you think that changed anything with your dating style? Or I mean, dude, it made it possible for me to have relationships. Uh-huh. I didn't. I had one relationship before I quit drinking. That was a two, one and a half years, two years. Felt like you know, two years. Awesome. Awesome girl. I, she was 18. I was 23. We dated for two years. She was so supportive. I was an open. I was like a shitty open micer. Oh God, I should buy her <laughs> a gift basket yeah. just for just whenever I think about that. Because I was I had a drinking problem. I was doing open mics. She was beautiful and funny. She was an NYU student from the city was like so mature. When I met her, I thought she was my age. I thought she was 23. And she was like on her first date. She's like, I'm 18. I'm like, oh. But even at 23, you're like, well, I'm so mature. I mean, I'm 23. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm 23. Now I'm 33. I'm like, shut up, dipshit. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the fact that she was able to date me for that long. Mm-hmm. I always have a sense, like a great sense of like empathy for that. Of like, man, I was a piece of shit. Well, what were some of these piece of shits uh, dates looking like? Oh, I mean, dude, when we finally got in the relationship, so when we first started dating, it was, she would come out here. We're in my apartment. That's where we're doing yeah, the podcast. Yeah. I've lived in this apartment 10 years. Really? Yeah. So she, Oh, that's amazing. So she would come and like, I lived in a windowless room on an air mattress, but she just wanted to hang out with me. So we'd hang out. I was waiting tables, doing comedy. She'd come to me at comedy shows. Um, and then about a year in, I was like, I, I don't think I want to date you anymore. And I broke up with her. And she moved to D.C. Well, I, like, what, I like broke her heart, which I felt fucking Well, what terrible. made you come to that decision? She was so great. I wanted to fuck other people. That was, it was that simple. I was 24, and I wanted to fuck other people. Mm. That's really what it was. It was like, 
she but, was, but, I don't know. But is that like a product of drinking too much? Or is that just a product of like being 23, 24? In New York out, City. But here's the thing, guys. I wasn't treating her good. I wasn't taking her out to dinner. I was, I was a fucking shithead. Yeah. I was I, I was. I was getting to come hang out with us. We're going to be at this bar, which she would and she loved. And then I stopped having her come hang out. And then I started resenting her for not being able to go home with other women. That's just mm-hmm. how it, what it becomes or it did for me when you're a young shithead. And um, I felt bad. And finally, I felt so bad that I was like, I, we got to break up. Mm-hmm. I'm treating you like shit. And she was aware of it. She said it all the time. She's like, you're a terrible boyfriend. So she moved to D.C. and uh, kind of found her own. She came back and, you know, I was uh. it came back like eight months later. I had been dating other girls or whatever. And then it was like when the sex, when you find that person when the sex is like so great. And she was like, I'm back. And I'm like, I'm going to throw this out there. Can we fuck? And she was like, uh, sure. Two months later, we're back together. And I'm yeah. like, but she has an apartment uh, on the east side. And I'm like staying with her a lot. I'm living here, but I sleep at her place a lot. I'm waiting tables. But that's where it even got any worse because I was out doing comedy till one in the morning. And then she would be in bed by 11. So I'm stumbling in drunk and like, hey, that was good. Colin Quinn saw my set. It's just shit like that. <laughs> but she was with me when I got live at Gotham yeah. uh, in 09 and uh, was always so fucking supportive and like sweet. And we still text. We still talk. Why didn't you guys ever date when you got, when you got sober or when you grew up? I, I feel like um, those two things maybe coincided. But I, I just don't think it ever timed out because I, when I got sober, I met my ex that moved to LA. Yeah. And we, I met her within two months of getting sober, and, she, and it, it just, you know, that was a two-year relationship. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where then I broke up with her, and then I got on Ryan. I met. You're like in and out of relationships, like all the time. Which, by seems. the way, is I didn't ever used to be like that. No. Never. When I drank, never. When I drank, I would never stay in a relationship. That's why that was such a crazy thing that it lasted that long. Yeah. Because twenty-three to twenty-nine was that's six years of one relationship and everything else was just dating and having fun one night stands and then i got sober and it it's been you know you know two relationships and i've dated and hung out with some i just don't want to go out i don't like <laughs> going out anymore i don't drink it sucks what it's like what what to do when you go out if you don't drink bowling uh yeah but also it's like i'm gonna be the guy that's trying to get laid am i gonna be that guy i'm gonna be the guy that's like what's up you want to uh <laughs> want to hang out sometime it's like if it happens naturally i'm i'm lucky that i've that i have a job where women come up and talk to you and and i've had women be like hey let's there's been times where women have just offered and you're like wow thanks thank you for thinking i'm that funny (laughs) or not even that that how you normally hooked up uh in in your 20s just like through stand-up or how some very rarely through stand-up it was mostly uh working at a restaurant Really? Oh, dude, working at a restaurant is the most, it, it's the most incestuous. Well, I mean, yeah, fucking like other waitresses. I, I, I guess yeah, but I then was... you meet her friends and then you go out and then you meet other people. And then you're like, your, your boy that you're closing lunch with is like, yeah, these girls are going to go hang out. You want to go get beers with us? And you're like, sure. And then it's like a hot girl that you're like, hey, you want we're going to fuck? Yeah. Wow. Just kind of like that. It just spreads like that, like a wildfire. <laughs> the way waiters drink and fuck, it's impressive. They're like pirates. 
when I quit drinking, it took me a little bit to be like, or when I quit waiting tables, I was like, how am I going to meet people, like meet girls? Plus, R- even Raya, apparently. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> that was so quick. That was like, I know other people that are on it that are like, that really go for it on there. And it what, looks, is it like a swipe system? Like a yes, tender, it's so, like a heart it, and an X. So do you, did you come across anyone that you were like, whoa? Yeah. Multiple. Like multiple celebrities like like who who were you most blown away like what the fuck are you doing here minka kelly minka kelly um i think she must have been on there very briefly didn't like me back (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to call these people out i mean but they're on you know i don't want to call people out on a dating app but that was the one she's like the hottest in my Um, mind the hottest woman in the world is on a dating app legitimately she's (laughs) to me the gold standard yeah is minka she's like the dream girl She's Lila Garrity. She's like, you just look at her and you're like, oh, you are like your dream girl hot. And so I saw her yeah. on that app and I was like, what? what? That's Derek Jeter's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and then it's obviously like she must have just like, yeah, we got one pair in store and it was gone. Probably, it's like one of those probably things. Probably saw you and was like, I don't know. Maybe I should delete this. Yeah, thing. she's like, yeesh, they're letting this fucking mongoloid on. <laughs> I love you. I want you to like me back. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Ah, but Let me so fuck hot. you while wearing my Jeter jersey. Uh, no, I wouldn't even bring him up. I would just have to be as funny as possible. Bring I'd have to, have to compare with Derek <laughs> Jeter. I would have to kill. I'd have to be on so much. I'd have to like do research on her to know which inside just, jokes to even right. take a guess at. <laughs> she's like, um, you know me a little work too much. Yeah. No, do you ever think that you're funnier on a first date than on stage? Uh, first date or meeting? I mean, at the bar depends on which set on stage and like yeah. best on stage, best first date. Sure, no, sure, no, sure. no, no, no. Mm. But best first date, mediocre set on stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Sometimes, yeah. There's been some first dates I've killed. I've walked <laughs> away like, ooh, I went over the light. Crushed it. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking, I'm going to stand outside and sell CDs. <laughs> yeah, there's been times where, there's there was a time, there uh, when I was single, I did Knitting Factory, and there was a girl who was like that Minka Kelly kind of look, brown hair, brown eyes, uh, olive skin, um, and I, I could see her. I have very bad vision, but I, she was standing up in the very back, like up on the booth. She was standing at like so. She was like up, up. And I just remember like that. Most comedians got shit on in middle school or had like tough middle school. And yeah. That's why you developed a sense of humor. And I was always like had crushes on girls. And I was like, yeah. I was never the one that got the girl. I was always yeah. the third or fourth friend that was funny that would get the third or fourth friend. That's how it worked. Yeah. But I always liked like the second hottest girl. And then she'd always be like, no, Souter, you're like a brother. And I'm like, I don't want to date Jenny. I want to date you. <laughs> um, so that motivates me. It's a sure. weird thing. And so I was just at the knitting factory and I just saw this hot girl. And it was like one of those sets where I was like, I'm going to fucking kill as hard as I can. And, and just like just to impress a girl that I mm-hmm. probably will never talk to. The way you were pointing constantly, I thought you were going to say that you called your shot like you pointed no. to the back of the room. No, no, no. Like the comic first. <laughs> There's no way. Like, uh, and then she like disappeared. I like went in the back, hung out, watched two comics, and then uh, I think she was there with her boyfriend. Uh, she was like very attractive, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair." 
Then you yeah. just leave and just justify in your head. Be like, well, you know, I'm funnier than him. And yeah, but killing in front of a really hot girl is it's it, you're peacocking. Yeah, that's our it's version. Just of it. Human peacocking. It's not going to be with a six pack. No, I don't have a six pack. It's going to no. be with dick jokes. That's yeah, what it's, it's going to be. Yeah, just self degrading uh, <laughs> stories about why you wouldn't want to date me. Sure. That's yeah. That's just find that material, and then they're like, mm. yeah. There's one girl. Yeah. There's never been one girl. What? Uh, just one girl was like really hot. And she was like, "That's a really, like, really good show." And I was like, "I just didn't know what to say to her." I was like, uh, "I like I, your face. Yeah, your face is really nice. We should touch our touch. faces. Do our <laughs> coffee, food. I, I, I fucking I blanked. It was at San Francisco Punchline, and I was just like, "Do you talk? Were you ever able to hit on women at bars? I yeah, because I could get oh. drunk." And then I'd be funny because my dad was a bartender. So I I would end up getting drunk and getting like bartender energy. But sober, like just going up to a woman at a bar and talk. Like, why? Why am I going to interrupt her night? No, there's you don't want to talk to me. (laughs) Who the fuck am I to be like, how's your night going? I'm usually just like, sorry. Yeah, I don't. I've never been good. I had friends. I've had friends my whole life that are very good at just going up to women and enchanting them. Were you good at it? No, no, I don't. Who are these guys? I that don't, are good at it. Uh, I, I think these are the same guys who probably couldn't go on stage. Uh, like they can face rejection one on one, but uh, like we're fine re- taking rejection potentially yeah. from like a hundred people, two hundred yeah. people. Yeah, more than that for you. Um, <laughs> Sometimes, very rare. But, Certain cities, but like one on one, I do not want to face rejection. Like I'd rather have a hundred people reject me than just one. It's so funny person. because I've, I yeah, you're right. One pretty person, and I've been rejected like that. Where they're yeah. like, no, and you're like, okay, yeah. but whatever. I'm gonna have like, yeah, <sighs> yeah. But then you do comedy, and you're like, I don't care if these six hundred people don't like me. Fuck them. <laughs> I gotta fly home at seven in the morning. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand these guys who can just go up to women at bars and just oh, with that confidence. Ah. So what are you drinking? Shut up. Uh, it's worse than the pickup, uh, almost as bad as the pickup artists. And that, that's, that's the even, shit that that's I even... hated. Nagging and like, let them know that you don't care. You're like, fuck you. Don't disrespect them because you're trying to trick them into fucking you. <laughs> I hated that shit. It is tricking them into fucking them. I think that's, that's really uh, what it is. You're just, it's a trick fuck. It's a sleight of hand, sleight of dick. Sleight of dick. Yeah. I have an announcement to make. Uh, this will be. The very last impersonal Patreon thank you roll call. Mourn or rejoice, uh, I am going to announce a new way that I will show appreciation to everyone who financially supports this podcast on Patreon. I will be making that announcement next week. Uh, but the, the reason why we're stopping it is great. It's a great reason because there are now so many of you is becoming uh, disruptive to the show for the last couple of years. I have been showing that appreciation by reading out the names of everyone who is a current patron. However, uh, now at, you know, 70 plus, I think uh, nearly 80 active patrons, and we've had well over 100 over the lifetime of the podcast, uh, something shorter and briefer will be in place uh, going forward. What is Patreon, Billy? Oh, you know, that's a great question. Uh, Patreon's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. It's a great way to support your favorite independent content creators. You pledge a certain amount, you get different rewards depending on how much you pledge. And one of the rewards has been that I you get a shout-out on the show. I show you my appreciation. 
let's just say that instead of an impersonal Patreon thank you roll call in the future, well, it's going to get a little more personal. So right now, thank you once again so much uh, for new patrons and old, Jennifer C., Texas's own Lance S., Madeline B., Jeff C., Jazz O., all the way from Belgium, Dave K., Justin C., Ramon F., The Sarahs, S and B, Prickly Peach, Lawrence B, Holly F, Greg A, Andrew R, Megan S, Ed B, Anna Super Slut. Thanks for the blowjob. Greg Y, Chris with a K, Sean N, Chris W, Toby T, Lauren M, Alex S, Emily S, Mark G, Alfredo A, Charles A, Kyle R, Scott G, Frank D, Jackie S, Rachel O, Doug R, Millie W, Michael P, Blake B, Danielle G, Stuart A, Jessica K, Johnny S, way to upgrade it, Ashley S, hey, welcome, Peter S, Kenzie B, Heather S, Sarah M, Great Tits, Joshua L, Brian W, Julia F, Double Penetration, Danielle, Ashley C, Jeff Z, Raphael R, Derek E, Catherine B, the extremely sexy Lindsay Sin, check her out on the Twitters. Anthony G, Ben W, Chuck G, Todd B, Zilla T, Derek N, Austin E, TQ, Dervla, Scott B, Dylan C, Z St. James, CJK, Fizzy Pop, Kevin M, Benny K, Steve Dean, Daisy R, Julian D, Jacob S, and Andrew Gerza, your favorite crippled fucker on Twitter. Thank you all so very much for your support, and you too can become an official fan whore for as little as a dollar per month. You can alter your pledge at any time. To do so, just go to manwhorepod.com, click the Patreon banner on the side, or you can download the Patreon app and you can find me on there. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. going to announce uh, the restructured rewards next week, but for now, back to Dan Soder. Uh, something else you talk about on stage sometimes is like uh, older women. Sometimes you start, I, yeah, my half hour I, I talked about it. Although I, I don't know what age range you would always talk about, so I don't know if right now they're just women to you. Yeah, they're women but, now. They're just ladies. Yeah. Peers. When I was in my 20s, I loved like a 10-year age difference with the woman being older. Mm-hmm. So if I was 23 and she was like 33, it'd be great. Yeah. Or if, if I was you know, sometimes older, there was like... there was one time when i was like 21 and she was 38 and you're like it's awesome great ever get into like close to like mom age difference 45 no i haven't gotten mom well i think like your your own mother's age difference no Uh. god no My, (laughs) my mom was 35 when she had me so there was no way i would like so when i was 23 my mom was like 50 Eight fifty nine, yeah, that might be a little up there. But I don't think I would have gone north of forty two when right. I was twenty one. I guess for me it's different because my mom was like twenty five when she had me. Yeah, so it's so all... when I was twenty, like I slept with someone who was like forty six, and that's all it took to like reach like yeah. mom's age. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never done mom's age. Yeah. But you ever, you find that like older women were better in bed, of course, right? Better in bed, but also we're talking about bad at hitting on women. I could have conversations with them. Yeah. So I could be funny. So I could be charming. Those the women that I learned how to talk to were older women. Mm. And they were they were the best. I have a very uh I think a lot of comics do I have a very frantic mind where my mind just runs. I can just freak myself out if I just keep mulling over the same thought. And every older woman that I most older women that I messed around with, if it wasn't just like 
sex if it was like we'd hang out and have sex they were always like calm down like you're okay it was always like that older woman like soothing maybe like motherly but yeah. in, a, in a way of like hey the first time i fucked an older woman i was 21 and she was 38 yeah and the first two words out of her mouth were slow down slow down and you're like oh yeah okay like in person or in, in while we were fucking while we were fucking right yeah because yeah, it was just like ah, 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 and she's like no slow build up to that yeah I, I i'm not saying i don't want that but build it up and you're like mm-hmm. oh okay i think it taught me how to be a be good in bed was dating older women agreed then you, then you have sex with a younger woman and they're like whoa whoa and you're mm-hmm. like yeah I'll, I'll do whatever you need i'm not here to fucking get an ego about it yeah if you get your training done in college <laughs> i feel like you do much better in, uh later on in life and there was something there was something i yeah i just liked older uh, older women and they liked me so it was easy i wasn't getting laid at arizona i went to the university yeah. of arizona i just wasn't getting laid and that's hard to do i feel like at arizona <laughs> but there, i knew i knew how i could get laid if I'd go to house parties, fucking do blow, and yeah. it was all that kind of shit, but it wasn't like real. It was almost like we were talking about with the game, like tricking into sex. But then I started working in radio at nineteen, and older women were in the office, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "Oh, they want to fuck me! Like this is great. Yeah, this is great." And even fucking the nineteen year olds, the sex isn't even as good because like now you got two people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I'd rather be the one, like, I want to be the apprentice. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a 42-year-old over her 22-year-old self, like, any day. Yeah, because there's just stuff where you're going to be like, oh, you just know what you want. You mm-hmm. know how you want it. You know what you're going to implement. You've got the toys. You have a budget for those toys. But it really is like those <laughs> things. You have a house. Yes. You have a house. That's huge. Yeah. Oh. They have no roommates, typically. Oh, it's great. <laughs> or maybe a kid, but I mean. But that's fine, yeah. whatever. But when you wake up and you're like, oh, it's all clean and quiet. Oh, it was great. Yeah. As opposed to some fucking 19-year-old's apartment where there's blaring music in the morning. You're like, what is that? But now you're you're 33, and the, the typical thing or the stereotype or whatever is like a dude in his like 30s tries mm-hmm. to mess with chicks in, his, in their 20s. Is that my, thing? My, the girl I'm dating is in her 20s. Okay. Mid to late 20s. Mid to late 20s. Yeah, but that's still like got, got, got a little bit of it's life not. It's yeah. not like, uh, I went on a date with a 21-year-old, and yeah. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, nope, it just can't. She's really mature for yeah. her age. Did couldn't get over it. Any anytime I sleep with, anytime something happens with like a nineteen or twenty year old, I I always reinstitute my ban. I always have I have like a teenage ban. Like yeah. no eighteen, nineteen year olds should be able to drink legally. And like every I don't know eight to fifteen months, I'll be like, ah, oh, let's try that again. Nope, nope, this was a bad yeah, idea. We cannot. You can't physically. I don't know. It's just they're they're still figuring shit out. So, but yeah, sometimes you see a 19 year old girl and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. They're so hot. But they're but just like, that's they all have, they have the, they're like the newest Jordans, but with, bo- <laughs> but with bodies. And you're like, oh, look at that. I can't, I'm, I, you know, I can't buy a new pair of Jordans. I'm fucking 33. But like being, but like being funny and being on stage and being charismatic in that way, you know, you could get those Jordans, but you know, they don't feel as good as. Oh, the old converse. And I'm just really at the point right now where I just, yeah, you just want the, you want the thing where you're like, I got it all. I mean, the girl I'm dating has everything that I want. She's That's great. beautiful, smart, and funny, and caring, and like nice. Yeah, and does her own thing. Is super motivated. 
She, she has like real job. Yeah, thing, real so. job, but like kicking ass. So and she like, can support. She can be supportive of of your stuff. And yeah, she doesn't have to. Care. Yeah, be like, well, I'm freaking out about my money, or has so much money that she's like, I don't care about money. <laughs> What is uh, what is love to you? If you haven't noticed, it's not necessarily a comedy podcast, so it's like I don't yeah. always focus on funny questions. But um, um, you know what? What is that emotion for you? I think acceptance and empathy and joy. Like I think it's like acceptance both ways. You accept the other person; they accept you. There's empathy, like you feel what they you try to feel what they're going through, and they try to look at it from your angle. Mm. And then joy, like that just person just fucking makes you happy. They just make you happy. Sometimes sexual, sometimes spiritual, sometimes sarcastic. You know, it's all, I think it can go different levels, but just bring, I think those three things really mean love to anybody. Yeah. Not necessarily just your sexual partner or your life partner, but friends and, you know. Do you feel that for uh, the woman you're with now? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I already know. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's just very wise in a way that uh, makes me feel very comfortable. Are you the type to feel that uh, like you kind of know early on whether or not I don't know. I, I haven't had a su- really successful one, but yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, it's like a vibe of energy or just like any girl I've dated for more than three months have been like in the beginning. I'm like, Paul, this is going to go somewhere. Or this is not going to go somewhere, but uh, the sex is good. I'm going to stick around. But that only lasts a month. Yeah. I can't play that card that long. And I end up, I tend to end up being very honest and just being like, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. As opposed to, there's guys out there that can keep that going for like a year. I know you said, you know, drinking got in the way of dating and, and sex yeah. and love and whatnot, but, you know, this comedy still yeah. get in the oh, way yeah. of that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very hard to try to be with someone when you're like, all right, I'm gonna go. I have to go to St. Louis, then Sacramento, then we'll be in L.A. for four days. Then we can have dinner. Yeah, then we can have dinner. It's like you know, the girl I'm dating now hung out, hung out a couple times, great dates, everything's going awesome. I'm like, I'm going away for twelve days, so I'll see you in twelve days. Mm-hmm. But we still texted and talked, and it was fine. Do you think there's like a certain type of person? who's able to date a comedian like are, are there like attributes of person they have to, have to be very um they have to be very i don't want to say confident secure with themselves mm-hmm. there has to be a trust that's like that you make quickly but just like i don't cheat if i'm with someone i'm not gonna cheat when i'm on the road mm. i don't like that but I got to say that pretty quick to let any girl I'm dating know, like, all right, he's not going to fuck around with me when he's on the road. Right. But also it's like, hey, don't, if we don't talk, don't think I don't like you. I'm just out. I'm gone. Yeah. And so that's like a, a weird thing. That's a real hard thing to understand. Find someone who's independent within a relationship. Yes. There's times where you want to be a better boyfriend. There's, there's, there's girls I've dated where I was like, man, I wish I could have. There was times where I was like, I wish I had a Thursday off just to go to your friend's house party. Yeah. But I got three spots and I got, I got, I'm working out this new wolves joke. Like, <laughs> All right. But what I like is the girl I'm dating now. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take off this day. And she's like, okay, I'll take that day off. Yeah. And I'm like, then let's go out to dinner and watch a movie and have a date night and be a couple. And then let's hang out on, like we have a day each week, like Sundays. Mm. 
like she's a sports fan so that that makes that easy that helps yeah because you're like we want to come over and watch games, football and yeah. we'll have dinner but then we also go for a walk in between games and you know try to make it like a thing but then there is that like it's not just the day like i only see you out to dinner at night there's also like afternoon and sweatpants and but then i'm gone and then it's like i'll, I'll see you when i get back and and i will and there's not i think the, the important part of finding someone is for me at least is not wanting to hang out with anyone else i'm always going to probably be sexually attracted to other women i have a penis course, yeah. we live in a a culture where sex is marketable. Mm. I'm going to see a girl in a music video and be like, oh, fuck, I want to fuck her. But hanging out with someone else, there's no one I want to hang out with. Like where you're just mm-hmm. like, I just wanted, what do you, how was your day? I really legitimately want to know how your day was. Yeah. And I always think that's always a good sign. And I've had that, and that happens quick a lot of times with me in relationships where immediately I'm like, I just want to, what's up? The, the wealthy girl that I dated, my favorite thing in the world that we would do is just sit in her kitchen and talk about everything. <laughs> she but, was intelligent. We talk about Israel and Palestine. We talk about oh Christ, you understand that one? But no, I didn't. But I, but she did. But she did. But I liked learning about it from her right. and asking her questions and being like, well, I, from what I know, this is this is this, and she could explain it better. And she worked in the business world in a way that I would never understand. And so my favorite moments were her. Uh, not only was the fact that she's gorgeous and and I enjoyed having sex with her, but those moments of hanging out and being funny together just in her kitchen with takeout food yeah. and it was like awesome that's to me where the relationship's great a lot of people like where it's fancy dinners and Ugh. they're dressed up and it's romantic but it's like for me it was uh. like i like that shit like me and the girl i'm dating now we play gin rummy just that's just nice. what we do we just sit around and talk and play gin rummy but it's like sounds like two old people but honestly we get to talk for four hours yeah that's what i want nice yeah. long fucking conversation and we're talking and about everything and I'm finding out about shit when she was 13. She's finding out shit about me when I was 28. Mm. And it's just things from a woman's life when she's 13 are typically not good. I feel like anytime yeah, well, someone divulges to you this happened when I was 13, it's never a good thing. I don't want to like call out <laughs> no, what, obviously with not, the girl but, I'm dating, but like but she just, um, <laughs> she just lived a very interesting life. She yeah. was like a prof- uh, uh, professional athlete at a what? age. So it okay. was just like there's stuff where you're like, oh shit, there's just so much stuff that I want to learn about her. So that's why I like yeah. So I, I'm like, oh yeah. No, did they, you did you teach her gin rummy or did she already know? Uh, I taught her it. Okay, I've been trying to teach my girlfriend backgammon. <laughs> That's a tough one. But uh, she gets high anxiety. Yeah, that backgammon backgammon is much harder to learn than gin rummy. <laughs> I've never learned gin uh, backgammon because it's too like it maybe is I high need anxiety. to downgrade the game. Go gin rummy. Go gin rummy. It's a good. Re- it's a good dating <laughs> game. It's a good date. Uh, it's a good game to play with who you're dating. Yeah. Sellers of Catan, she can't do. Backgammon gives her anxiety. <laughs> maybe maybe gin rummy first, then back backgammon. Okay. Walker and slow. All right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, we'll, we'll pause these lessons. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's come back to this. <laughs> right, right. When you said that, you know, the not wanting to hang out with anyone else, but still being attracted to other people, I really struggled because, like, for me, at least, like, I'm in an open relationship. Okay. And yet I still don't find myself seeking out a bunch of new partners all the time yeah. because I'm just like, I like hanging out with this one. Yeah. You know? I think that's really what it comes down to. I think it's uh, been so overblown through marketing that love is supposed to be you and that one person and all you want is that person. I don't think it stays like that, but I think it can get like that. And then I think the more important part is that you just like that's your person. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And I think you just like, like talking to them and like hanging out with them, but you still need your space. You need to be your own person. Right. You need to be your own person, but also... 
you know, yeah, because there's, I always know I'm going to date someone when I just hang out with them. I'm like, fuck, we're going to hang out again. I'm going to hang out with you again. Where there's other girls where I've gone on dates with them, and I'm like, oh, that was, that was good. One more, mm-hmm. and then maybe that's it. Yeah. When we lose touch. Maybe mediocre sex and then fade out sometimes i've had girls where i've gone on dates with her i was like i just i don't want to do that i don't want to have sex with you and make you feel like i use you so <laughs> we're, we're you know we can just fucking cut it right here good guy yeah good well, guy. i try to be decent yeah any uh any any closing thoughts on like if uh 33 year old you would tell i don't know 27 year old just picking a random age that coincides with mine uh, <laughs> I would probably say exercise more, eat better, become comfortable with your body, and don't take everything seriously. Guys, be comfortable with your body at buymenagerie.com. Use the promo code MANHOARE at checkout uh, with some men's lingerie. No. There you go. But that's all. Yeah, that's like I dated a – my girlfriend that moved to L.A. was gorgeous and was so sexually – just liberated mm. and free not in like a crazy way but in a way of like i regretted the way i was closed off when i was dating her yeah you know like i wish i would have walked around the house naked more with her but i was out of shape and i didn't like my body and i didn't like being naked but you but you're not like it. a big you're not like a big guy you're, no, you, but you look like someone who's never been overweight but you know, no you're but tall, i was sloppy yeah sloppy i was sloppy i was just eating like shit and i wasn't exercising and it was just loose i was just not sexy yeah and then we broke up and then a year later i tightened up and went to the gym and changed my diet and i was like man fuck i wish i would have done this in the relationship yeah i i'm you even you even get less horny when you're feeling just gross and you, why full. why would yeah. anyone want to fuck me yeah i go to the gym and there'll, there'll be times where i'm like why am i so horny today and i'm like oh i went to the gym this morning and i feel clean i feel I, clean i ate some good. celery yeah 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 it's crazy so that's probably what i'd say is like you know and don't I, I think i was like so worried about finding someone you're 27 just fucking hang out mm-hmm. it's a 30 like people always say shit changes in your 30s when I was in my twenties, I was like, I don't think so. I think, and then you get to your thirties, you're like, oh fuck, they're right, they're absolutely, absolutely right. right. Yeah, I got three years left. All uh, right, so. live it up. All right, uh, Dan, uh, where can people find you if they want to check out your stand up? At Dan Soder on Instagram and Twitter, uh, DanSoder dot com coming soon. It's up now, but there's a new website coming soon that's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm on the road a lot, and also check me out on the Bonfire on Comedy Central Radio. Sirius XM 95, me and Big J Okerson do a, a very fun radio show. And he is one of the funniest people on planet Earth. Yes, he is. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's fun. There's a, there's another guy with stories. Oh, oh man, fuck. yeah. <laughs> Get him on there. Okay, okay. And uh, if you want to learn more fake stories about his dating life, just, just yeah. Google Dan Soder just dating Google and you'll find A bunch of weird... fake <laughs> computer-written stories. <laughs> All right, Dan. Thanks so much. Uh, feel free to say goodbye to everybody. Hi, everybody. Love is real, right? Hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Dan Soder. Super funny dude. Again, uh, check out his show, The Bonfire, on the Sirius Radio. That's on the Comedy Central channel. You can find out plenty more about Dan Soder at dansoder.com. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Soder. I'm on Twitter as well at the Billy Presida. Say hello to the both of us. Let us know what you thought about the episode. 
You can also shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com with all your comments, your questions, and your booby pictures. Stay close to your favorite man whore by liking the Man Whore Podcast on Facebook and subscribing to the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. Over on there, you can join the conversation with your fellow fan whores. There are individual comment threads on every episode. I also like to post links to articles that have been quoted in and exclusive pictures, and I even like to ask you questions from time to time. For all you Redditors, that's r slash podcast. Enjoy hours upon hours of bonus episodes by becoming a level two or higher fan whore on Patreon. It's the best way to support me and the work that I am doing here with this show. Become an official fan whore today over at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. But as always, the best gift you can give me is by giving me a referral to your friends. Help me by growing this podcast and sharing the link on Facebook, on Twitter, on the social media of your choice. Next week, I'm very excited. Uh, I have a guest who I have been quoting and talking about his book for years. And finally, I've got him on the podcast. I can finally release his episode. I recorded it months ago. Uh, Very excited excited to share it with you. Got John Berger the author of Date Anomics. Because according to him, hey ladies, it's not you, it's the ratio. We'll get into it next week, but until then, stay slutty. <laughs>